to Charge Podcast, episode 21, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today is your co-host, John. How are you, John? Owen. I'm awesome. John, we fucked up the first recording of this. Yeah, we, and I, I think I was to say gonna, the I didn't know if you were going to tell them that. Well, they, the people need to know. That we were, How long did we record for? Like 15 minutes? No, 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. I am, oh. I am such a noob. We're so bad at podcasting that it's amazing. Yeah, we're actually number one world's worst podcasters. In fact, I even now accept whoever wrote that snarky comment that was like, these guys are supposed yes, to be technologists you. and they... Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so how is New York? Pretty good. Can you turn your microphone or your headphones down a little bit? I can hear myself a lot. Oh. How about now? Perfect. Do you is have a uh, weather report for us from Amsterdam? Amsterdam is gray with a chance of more gray about the uh, most boring weather of the year is about this time of the year did you ride your bike <laughs> today just, i rode my bike every day i rode a delicious electric bike today and it was very exciting yeah i noticed you're looking pretty skinny that's because i don't own a car and i only bike it actually feels lazier to bike not bike so how's New York? New York's good. It's actually perfect weather. You're coming at the exact time. This is basically the only time that it's bearable to be in New York. So Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Why? Like, what is what is the problem? It's cold, I guess, and then it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it's funny because it's like this convers- whole conversation is deja vu, but the people listening have no idea. <laughs> so... Some some stuff exploded this week. Mark Zuckerberg is probably the saddest dude in the world right yeah. now. Yeah, For those who don't know, wow, it's like a really weird thing. SpaceX was supposed to launch Facebook's first satellite into orbit tomorrow, and their rocket exploded on the pad, like, while it was being fueled. And the worst part is, it wasn't insured. Mm-hmm. Like, not the rocket, who cares about the rocket, because rockets explode. But the satellite wasn't insured, because... You know how, like, when you take out insurance on something, you know you're being screwed somehow, right? Like, every time you have, like, health insurance or home insurance, you're like, you know that if a camera gets stolen, you probably won't get the whole money or whatever. Like, they always have a loophole. Well, it turns out. Yeah, it's like, we will cover all fire damage except not fire damage caused by lightning. Or acts of God, which is weird. So, in this case, apparently space insurance, which is a thing, by the way, a marginally profitable thing not profitable (laughs) i googled that it only applies if the rocket actually takes off so if the rocket explodes on the ground your insurance does not apply so doesn't it suck and in this instance the rocket did not explode because of um ignition exploded because of something else fueling right or second stage last stage fueling so they were fueling the rocket before it launched tomorrow yesterday so three, two days apart, and it exploded while they were fueling. So they were Nobody fueling the rocket two days it before. It just burned to the ground and spectacularly. And the satellite worth hundreds of millions of dollars was sitting in it. And somehow, why was the satellite on board already? The most flammable material in the whole entire world into it. Like, and then no wonder their insurance doesn't cover it. Don't put the satellite in the rocket spin. before you fuel it. Yeah, I'm sure. Until later. Yeah, well, Did I'm anybody sure tell them what a crane is. Say this, and there's probably some like you know science involved as to why they do it the way that they do it. But well, I mean, probably... it seems like silliness. Do you think? I wonder if the satellite is installed inside the rocket at the factory, 
that's probably it because you you want everything in the rocket to be precise when you hoist it up onto that thing right so if you put it in at the last minute maybe you don't secure it properly yeah like that's actually dumb. it's like they should put it in yeah, later you can come up with <laughs> any reason that you want but still these are like the best engineers in the whole entire world so like to save you know what is now going to be <laughs> yeah. a i'd imagine probably almost a billion dollar f up is like it must be yeah yeah the rocket was 300 million uh, sorry, this satellite yeah, was three hundred million. Rocket, I think I read somewhere that it was seven hundred and eighty million dollars of of f up. Mm-hmm. A few, a few good speaking salaries. So, speaking of things that exploded, speaking of that, did you also hear that I did some not. shit has been exploding in people's pockets? Are they iPhones? No, that did happen Are once. They though, believe Nexus it or not, tablets. So, is it Apple Watches? No. <laughs> How big are your pockets, man? <laughs> How big are your... What, what are you, why are you putting that in okay, your pocket? Okay, what's exploding? <laughs> so, the Galaxy Note 7 was released, what, like 10 days ago? And Samsung just did a worldwide recall of it because 36 of them have exploded so far. And they've only been shipping them for five days. That's bad. That is shocking. Like, if you Google S7 explosion... There's heaps of pictures. I was going to say 100, but probably 36 pictures <laughs> of phones exploding. headlines from Owen Williams. <laughs> yeah, shit. I'm going to call the podcast that too. So, you know, that's a, I mean, that's a real problem. The stats said it was something like one in 1,000 phones, and that's a lot of phones given, you know, they might sell 50 million or something. I don't, I don't think it's 50 million, but even 5 million, that's a lot of phones exploding. <laughs> you don't want phones I... to explode. I wonder if you get an exploding phone insurance. Well, it's only if it's in your pocket. No, I wonder <laughs> if Samsung has some exploding phone insurance. I'm sure this is a very expensive recall. Well, I assume in business you can insure anything, right? I assume. I once worked at a company that ran events, and they had insurance for events. Like, conferences have insurance for those kind of things. And mm-hmm. apparently, your insurance is void if a volcano explodes. I don't know why. Like, it's a very specific thing. And uh, it was related to, like, if everybody couldn't get to the conference, it's not our problem because the volcano exploded somewhere else. The conference can still happen. Oh, is that because of the... Okay, I see. What was that one in uh, Iceland or whatever? And then all the planes got grounded or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, you can have a conference, but with nobody at it. Go it. And we're not going to pay you. Um... So talking of so like Wait, so speaking of the S7, one second. S7 isn't there also an iPhone coming out? Yeah, well that's why the S7 it's such a key time for Samsung, right? Usually they release this Note 7 early so that they beat the iPhone to market, right? So Samsung no everybody everybody knows the new iPhone comes in September. You don't buy a new iPhone in August. That is dumb. I'm sorry if you're listening and you bought an iPhone. You should not have. That is dumb. My screen is anyway, even cracked in bad. complete half, and I haven't even bothered replacing the screen because i know that yeah, there's a phone you're coming out, out next week yeah so iphone 7 comes out next week samsung always feels the crunch right samsung knows that if it doesn't release a phone early it won't sell as many phones well unfortunately they just had their phone pulled from market so it's really a key time for them to to come to market you know like they it's important that it's out there able to be sold and they have volume before the iphones on the street because otherwise people might consider switching to an iphone well that sucks but the iphone 7 sounds pretty disappointing i don't know 
I, I, I buy every iPhone every year, basically, since iPhone came out. I don't know. Well, no, my first iPhone was only a 4, so, so I was late to the game. I would imagine, I think we've said this before, but I think that generally, like, phones are probably going to get less and less interesting. Um, and Same way that computers got less interesting, right? Intel plateaued in, what, 2010? Yeah, because... When was the last time you bought a new computer? I didn't, well, 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 I bought a new one today, yeah, and I have my, and I got my new <laughs> MacBook. But, um, but before that, that I had it since just 2013 or something. Yeah, I had my MacBook Pro since 2012. But it used Remember to be when, like, used to like get new RAM every, every time, or like, or at least, well, in the 90s, you would just like every time the new best hard drive came out, you would just replace your old hard drive with your new one. Or, At, yeah, like a Intel Core 2 Duo came out, and you're like, I'm gonna get the dual core model. Yeah, that's true, and also. Yeah. You would get, you would like, oh man, I remember replacing your whole motherboard. You'd like, yeah, everything. everything. And you cared about gigahertz. Now I'm like, oh, that one has a seven next to it. <laughs> I don't even know. I think it's. The I good literally one. don't even know how fast my computer is. I, I couldn't tell you how many gigahertz. Gigam- literally do not matter. Gigam- you heard it here first. Terahertz specs specs do not matter. Specs literally don't matter anymore. No, because good old. Uh, I was going to say Elon's law, but it's because I'm thinking about Elon Musk. Moore's law. <laughs> I want there to be a Musk's oh, law. Strong. But so, yeah, well, fair warning, I am drinking. I said that in the first recording. But anyway, so the iPhone's kind of boring now, though, right? Like they've plateaued on what they can do. And now they did stuff like 3D touch and they did uh, what was the, I don't even remember what was in last year's iPhone. That's how boring it was. Have you heard about Microsoft's Project Tango? No, it's Google's Project Tango. Is it? But yes, yeah, Google made it. The thing with the 3D sensing cameras, right? Yes. Like you can map a whole room yes. by pointing cameras around it. Yes. Amazing. Yes. So I suspect. Amazing. So that's the pre, the primitive required for uh, AR. So in order to do good augmented reality, you need to have depth sensing cameras in order for it to map the room that's in front of you. Uh, and then you can, you can understand your environment so you can augment whatever virtual thing you want on top of the, the physical world um so wow if the iphone so, someone was saying something about cameras and i would imagine that if they're putting good cameras in, i hope they put the depth sensing ones in because that is the next thing um for sure i tried the microsoft hololens and it's the most amazing thing in the whole entire world you wait you you got to touch one i have like in spent, person at a real spent, a real life moment i so this is someone, not on no, the internet someone told me the other day actually that i am one like that's a pretty rare thing to have done so i felt pretty privileged i don't know anybody who's touched a hololens joe you don't understand ah, well you can touch one when you come to new york so to, to to tell the rest of the world, who, our listeners, what a HoloLens is. HoloLens is Microsoft's um, equivalent to the Oculus Rift. So in the new world, but better, right? Yeah, in the new world of of virtual reality. I don't know what even you call the, the the classification or the the category of VR. There's so many words, but. AR is the augment, augmented reality. VR is usually full immersive. Uh, and then there's other buzzwords like blended reality or mixed reality, MR. Um, all just a bunch of silly terms. But in, right. really, there's only one thing that matters, augmented reality and virtual reality. Virtual reality is a fully immersive experience. Augmented reality is the augmented. So 
the Hololens thing is like a, it's like Jordy LaForge's um, uh, eye, space eye mask thing that he wears on Star Trek, um, but a little bit bigger, and it is the most amazing piece of technology I've ever tried in my whole entire life, bar none. I can't even what? Yep. No. Yep. I can't even. I don't what? Yep. No. Yep. Really? Yep. I'm not even a like. It's that good. Yeah, Microsoft I'm made like, something that I, good. You guys know that I'm like not. If it's something that's crap, I'm gonna say it's crap. This is not. That's this true. is a whole new thing. Like just now, know that this is the new new thing, and that for like the primitive is there, the primitive is there, and moving forward over the next year or two years wow. this will be the thing that we use it will become so prevalent that we will literally Face see computers. people on the subway wearing these things it will literally be it's already happening yeah, it's like <laughs> it is the new thing so i think there'll be two things one will be built into phones where you'll hold your camera up and it'll do so you know on snapchat when you open snapchat and you put the face filters on and you push and hold it and it draws the polygon the little squares yeah the geometric thing uh not squares triangles over your face yeah yeah like the polygons yep so that's obviously it's doing a mapping and depth and looking for all the contrast and stuff like that and saying okay this is what the this is where the face is and this is how i i uh apply the the effect to the face so when you put a hollow lens on and it has these cameras all around the outside of it that like scan the room and map it using that exact same technology so you can actually put it to a mode where you can see what it sees and it's just the room in front of you with like thousands of these um polygon things all over every, so every it analyzes object it in real time yeah, it's brilliant like you don't have to pre-scan it or anything no so like oh and this is literally the most epic new technology like this thing is self-driving cars can like take a short walk off a long pier or a long walk off a short pier uh, <laughs> well you'll be wearing you'll be wearing a hollow lens inside it yeah like they, they're the this tech is like nothing i've actually ever used before they have the bone conducted really yeah, no i'm not even like okay when you come i will take you and i will let you try this thing and then you will just and, we'll and then you will go live. on the podcast and you will say okay john was right this is a new new thing and this is the most amazing thing ever like it is the most wow. i can i can understand why elon thinks that we're in a simulator when i try that on because i'm just like this is absolute like there's a video of me i put in the slack channel running around wearing this thing and i have i've i'm i'm a 30 year old man i haven't been excited about a toy since like i was like like this is insanely good and the the field of view is not very wide so when you put it on and you like look around it's like scanning the room and projecting things onto all the surfaces and stuff like that but they're they're 3d so so you see things will hover and float in front of you you can walk around them and interact with them and stuff like that and it really is like it really looks like realistic really it looks like the magic leap um game demo on youtube um really oh yeah i don't believe that yeah no it's really you have to try it it's really 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 mind-blowingly good like i can see why they're just like it's just it's so good so i i did they took me through three things the first thing was like a skype type thing which was like okay i'm like okay that's kind of cool of course microsoft of course and then the second thing was um uh an anatomy app so you would get a person oh, wow. uh in f- in front of you with like their arms out 
like wide to the side and their legs a little bit apart. And then it would start with a flesh layer. And you could take the flesh layer off and look at the, um, I guess, the subflesh layer. So that would be muscles and tissue. Is it like squirm worthy? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And like you can like get right up close to it and look around it. And like Ugh. the closer you get to it, the it's like you're getting closer to it in real life. And like you can see it relationally to the other parts of the body. So the heart literally looks like it's pumping and you can see like where the wow. shadow is. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, 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 crazy. And then the, the final thing that I did was played a video game on it. And I hate video games. I really, really, I hate them. I've not played a video game since Age of Empires. I, and that was like, I don't even know when I was in high school. I've made, I like 007 Gold. Age of Empires is the best though. Yeah, Age of Empires. Age of Mythology was pretty good too. Yeah. Yo, this thing is wild, Owen. Like, if, like, free startup idea. Go oh my God, and like, I'm so skeptical. Go, no, no, no. Someone needs to, like, go raise a bunch of money and convert a parking garage into an immersive experience thing because that's a new, like, thing. Like, I'm not kidding. This is a whole new thing for sure. It's not a toy. It's not a gimmick. It's not a fad. It is a new, new thing. And it is incredibly, incredibly good. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Wow. I really believe So it's really the only limitation is your space, right? Is the space, yes. Like, yeah, you have to have a good space for it. Yeah. Well, it it just has to have a... Well, no, not really. Because, like, like, so if I wanted to just, like, I mean... Yeah, you sort of have to have enough. Well, a small room, a small room with less objects in the way, but but it's different from VR, right? Because you can see where you're going. So it's different. Yeah. So I think so. It works by actually beaming light into your eyes, so it's actually projecting on onto your uh, kind of like a faux Google Glass. Um, and then the and then the audio is the bone conductive thing. Yeah. So it's completely silent in the room, and you can and I don't believe any of this. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole. It's like literally wearing high def headphones and like having everything in your ear, and it's super loud and stuff. But literally, when I watched the video of me doing it, like someone videoed me with it on. I was shocked that I couldn't hear what I heard when I had it wow. on. Like shocked. I was that was the most so, starkly shocking thing to me actually. Can we go on the record with you saying that Microsoft is making a cool thing? Oh, Microsoft is is on the up and up. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm really I'm really like blown away. I had read a lot about the limited field of vision, but it didn't it didn't matter, I guess. Like it's still compelling enough. Oh, I mean, I think I can imagine just how good it's going to get. I think the field of vision is like not it's not a like it's amazing but it's not like oh i see i can see where this limitation like wall is but also i don't care because i'm like it's like the seventh hollow lens in like (laughs) the side of the u.s so like they'll figure it out in eight months like they imagine if they put a 3g chip in there imagine yeah no i mean dude it's just it could just be a face computer that does anything People need to, like, this is, like, real cool stuff. It's so good. I can't, I really actually can't wait until we can, like, like, laser tag will go away. Friggin', like, um, bumper cars will be a whole new thing. Driving the little uh, go-kart things around the track, you'll be, like, you're racing Mika Hakkinen. Like, you'll, like, Oh, my God, yeah. so you can change the experience. Yeah, because imagine, right? You Instead of having a go-kart in front of you, the HoloLens just projects a whole car around it or something like that, you know? Like, and oh my God. like imagine. Or like a plane or, or anything. anything. Giant dinosaurs. Giant dinosaurs and wow. whales. 
Well, I need to try this when I'm over. I will make it happen for you. So anyway, that was totally unscripted, and we didn't know that I was going to go on this rant. Um, it's amazing. So, wow, this is we keep getting existential every time we talk about this stuff. How about we talk about Larry Page running over Travis Kalanick? It sounds like my kind of story. Well, so we've been talking about this Uber stuff for like a, a hot minute now. If people listen to the podcast regularly, they obviously we literally talk about Uber every week. Every but episode. This, this Trello card really interests me because I did not hear this so story. What happened was Larry. Well, so. Uber basically took a lot of money from, I think we talked about this last week, Uber, I took a lot of money from Google um, and Google uh, was on the board of Uber and then apparently Uber executives had been blocking um, people out of the conference room and so um, now it's kind of become clear that that, that you know, Google is, is going to become competitive to uh, to Yeah, what Uber. is the deal with that? So they're doing it through the Waze app, which is a really good way to do it. So I always thought like, because you really, you don't, you want to just kind of make it where it's an app that you installed on your phone, but like you didn't install it with the explicit purpose of doing this thing. And then like as your drives... Well, yeah, Google Maps or Waze. And then as you're driving around using Waze, maybe there would be a thing that would pop up in the corner and say, hey, this person like three minutes uh, away from you is willing to give you five bucks to take them, you know, five minutes away or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Google strategy, they're releasing this thing called Chauffeur. Uh, It's coming out through the Waze app. um, Wow. And it'll basically be like X, but for, yeah. So... I I have some inside baseball, ooh, because um, I Goss. because of the work that I do, I speak to car companies a ooh. lot because they're interested in how to make vehicles that make sense for the autonomous city, which is what we work on. Um, and so, a car company that will remain unnamed uh, came to us <laughs> a couple weeks ago and said, "How do we build the car into the city?" What does that mean? Mm. It was a pretty fun conversation. I won't go any further than that, but oh, but I have so many thoughts right now. <laughs> There's a lot. All the thoughts you're having are all the thoughts that it could mean. That is amazing. And then Uber could go away. Lyft could go away. Anyway, I'm not going to go there. But yeah, so, so it's fascinating. Do you think they like? Do you think that Google will eventually Sherlock Uber or hmm. acquire them? Like, I mean, I don't know if Uber can survive on its own without being in an ecosystem. I don't know if it's the next big company. I'm not convinced. I worry about I've always worried about Uber. I mean, they definitely have they've they've done some compelling stuff and they definitely have a a real business model. They just need to like get a lot of things under control and it feels like they are yeah. a little out of control right now. They don't they don't seem focused. They don't seem they seem They've expanded. Yeah, I, I think I feel like they're a little getting a little big for their britches, which is what I've always thought. And it's interesting because somebody like Uber needs a platform. Yeah, Uber doesn't have a good platform. Like they have no in. They have to really get in on your phone. So there's another interesting thing that's going on as well is that Daimler, uh, uh, Daimler, Daimler, yeah, has partnered with um, uh, I think Audi. No, Daimler partnered with DHL. That wouldn't make sense if it was Audi because 
those are two different car companies. So Daimler, Daimler, and I think that's a Chrysler thing. But again, I'm just not. I'm not. Super, oh really? I, I never really understand. Daimler Chrysler. Cars. I don't know. Me neither. DHL is a large shipping company similar to uh, FedEx or UPS. Right, right. And yeah, yeah. so they have partnered to do a smart car trunk delivery service. So basically like... Wait, what? Yeah. That What? So you can go to, <laughs> you can go to www.smart.com forward slash drop. Uh, and then if... There's a car that is retrofitted with their connectivity box. Um, You can, like, just kind of access the vehicle and make delivery. Really? So, like, you can just open the trunk and your stuff is in there? Or the other way around? I don't... It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, so I'm not entirely sure. I don't like the idea of owning a car. (laughs) It's... It's it's a lot of words like smart and connected trunk and stuff, but um, I don't really know. Oh, I see. Okay, so what happens is, sorry, what happens is you take your car to work and then when DHL wants to drop off a package, they can get into your car and just put it in your car for you. Uh, but DHL, I don't trust them to like not like rob my house why would i let them in my trunk <laughs> you know that was rude they, uh, they barely deliver track uh packages it's true i mean i think everyone's kind of trying to figure out what the right thing to do is right now like you know every car company calls us and they just say these things and i'm just like what are you guys talking about anyway they're desperate they man. are desperate we're in some interesting yeah. times did you see that Google killed its modular phone? Yes. We, the there's Aura. a lot of phone we users. We talked about that is dead. Well. The Aura is dead. I don't think, I never thought the Aura was a good idea ever. Yeah? No. I remember, you know why? It doesn't I don't, scale, right? I didn't like it because the dude who made it was such a egocentric I watched all the videos of him talking about it. Yeah. And he's like, this is my baby. I imagined this out of my like shower. I am the master of modular <laughs> phone. And I'm just like, well, I love if to anyone who has camera. that attitude is not doing the right thing. Mm, mm. I'm not surprised it's dead. I didn't think it was particularly sustainable or scalable. Like, how do you... I'm, I'm sad about it. Like, the idea of a modular phone is really cool in your head. And then you're like, yeah, but... You have to make but modules and they have to work with each. But it's actually a pain in the ass when you think about it, right? It's really cool if you're like a super nerd. Yeah, a super nerd or someone who cares about servicing their phone, which is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody nobody ever is like, wow, I wish my iPhone 6 camera could be swapped with the 7. I love my iPhone 6 specifically. Like nobody, nobody is ever thinking that, right? So all the compromises that come with a modular phone don't make any sense when you start thinking about the phone industry and it's i mean it's a little sad it is kind of wasteful but i do want a modular phone but i want every module to be a watch a glasses thing a a like a little like buzzer that goes in my shoe that like you know like that's a modular phone to me but it's the same thing that we've discussed a million times it's more of like an ecosystem of devices that work well together doesn't ara never worked and i just don't like i get that google wanted to try but what was it why Why would they keep going with this? I'm telling you, it was that. Go watch the videos of the guy that came up with it. I don't know what his name is, but like, it's it's 
unbelievable. You think it was just him pushing it internally? Oh, it's so it's it's mind blowing how arrogant he comes across. So like, it's just I can't. Uh, anytime I see anyone who basically like propounds that they know exactly what they're doing, and like, I mean, I happily admit every day I'm like, I don't know anything about what a smart city really means, but like, we're faffing right. around trying to figure it out, like. Sure. You know, that's better this than guy's the, like, this I've, guy's like, I've already I've, solved yeah, it in my yeah, head. Yeah. He was like, I've created the ecosystem. I know what's going to happen. And it's like, no, you don't. No one's going to use this How, thing anyway. Nobody. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they were like, yeah, well, let's sell it into South America. And I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> How does it's, it's I mean, it's a shame. It was a cool idea, but it's one of those products that can be made. But nobody was like, why? I still, I do admit the coolest thing I ever saw was like at Google I.O. They really made one boot on stage after assembling it. And that was a really cool thing. And then you think like, yeah, but. And then you're like, it's cool this one time. But I could not think of any other reasons why it's cool other than the fact that like. And also like 20, $20 Android phones exist. Like, how is this something that people will buy when a $20 Android phone exists? You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense. And those modules would have costed like probably eight times this like cost of this phone. So remember how last week I said that the WWW was going to go away? Re- yeah, because of apps. Yeah. So today, um, oh Comscore published a report that says that over 60% of American uh, smartphone apps now account for over half of the time that Americans spend uh, online. So the internet is dead, is what you're telling me. Like the headline of this podcast. I I think someone actually said that I was a crazy person a couple of years ago when I said that. Someone emailed me and they said, you're actually a crazy person. Like, you make no sense. I'm like, how could the web ever go away? Okay. See you in two years. I can see why. Like, my primary interaction with the internet is now on my phone. Of course. Like I use my computer when I feel like some more heavy, heavier internets. <laughs> heavy, I mean the <laughs> heavy, heavy internets. Like web pages feel heavy compared to an app. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like so, work. The web is good for Slack. The web is good for Salesforce. The web is good right. for AWS. The web, like the web, would be good for Photoshop. The web is actually good for heavy apps, but for like just consuming content and like surfing around checking your email like just like being in and out of things being the like adhd uh crazy people that we are these days yeah i didn't want to say that word snake people no nah, i'm done i'm, Sna- I'm going snake home. people you said that word sorry get off and that's charge check podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but like you know if you want to you know hang out in your pinterest or your whatever like you're just it's much easier to do it on the phone Absolutely. We we make web apps, but we do it because they're heavy, heavy apps. Like we yeah, build yeah. The huge reason that most companies make web apps is they're for business. Yeah. And then you know, Facebook exists and Snapchat exists and all that good stuff. It's so funny because some people, you see a lot of this commentary from tech blogs, which are, by the way, bullshit. <laughs> I can say that authoritatively. You can. For Mr. You see this? Te- you see this? Like the next web X Tech blog. Anyway, so you see this coverage that's like, it's not serious until they have a web client. And you're like, no, I think it's the other way around. It's not serious until they really, they really have a service that is phone first. The web can come later. Fuck the yep. web. Yep. Sorry, putting I eight mean, bucks in the swear jar. Uh, no, I agree. I think uh, 
Um, like my my Mac is a three thousand dollar internet computer. Yeah, of course. It's like a it's like a it's like a tablet these days. Yeah. So if you really want to do some research at home and you're like, okay, what is like making all this thing these things happen? I think last week I mentioned that I put, posted it in the. Um, in the uh, Charge Tech Slack group channel, right. um, the link to the podcast that I did with Jerry Chan from um, Greylock Ventures about a couple of years ago about the web dying. Ah, uh, yeah, but yeah. But if you if you want to really like get a handle on why this is the case, go read about the Swift developer, um, the the Swift language, the Swift. I guess it's a language. It's a coding development language instead of Objective C. Uh, and go look, and then you think all of these. Folks graduate from uh, from computer science programs with this uh, experience in like Java and all these things. Swift is like right. the most amazing thing in the world. It's like this super intuitive, easy to use, very fast, easy to kind of market sort of development environment. And so the reason, and I say this in the podcast that we did, you know, back in the day, was like, well, the reason that the web is is may go away actually is because the kids that I'm meeting today who are 19 will be 23, 24. Mm. They'll be the ones kind of like starting to influence this stuff and they're all going to want to, you know, write Swift and make native apps. So I think, and, and the, 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 the app ecosystem is there. It's pretty easy to find an app in the app store. Now the app store is pretty good. Yeah. You know, you can buy things. It's it's, it's good. It's, It's like a, you know, so it sucks though, because I actually wish I want the web to win, but I don't. Yeah, think me too. Happen. Like the open web is cool, but the problem with the web is you have to remember things. Like on your phone, you have apps, and you just go to them, and stuff is in your face. On the web, you start with a box, and then you have to type in what you want. Like it doesn't yeah. work. And bookmarks are shit. <laughs> yep. Sorry, swear jar. Another dollar in the swear jar. We're gonna. What be would rich. happen if instead of fireworks, we had? trillions of nano drones in the sky wow do you think it's possible of course it is really yeah because like drones can know where they are relationally to each other you can program in a flight pattern in advance and then you send them up they're super lightweight you can make whatever leds you want on them and they'd be far enough away that you would have this like wouldn't be high resolution so it would look really cool wow okay so is that what you're getting into no i was just saying That'd be kind of fun. Your next business? No, someone else could do that. Drone fireworks by John, trademark. Well, someone else go figure out how to do that and then send me an email and I'll connect you to a venture capitalist and you can try and sell it to them. You heard it here first. Charge Tech Podcast, episode 21. Podcast. The podcast that looks at tech incubating startups. (laughs) So, so, one last thing. One last thing. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify, what happened? Oh, they're being prissy little. <laughs> so they got Katy Perry. Oh. Katy Perry. No, Katy Perry gets owned by Spotify. Oh, so that's most right. people don't know. Katy Perry put out a new song, hmm? which usually goes straight to number Wait, one. But I think hit number seven and then just fell right off the charts. I didn't even know. I thought she was done. Right. I, what? Really? Yes, yes, and that happened because she did an exclusive with Apple Music, so it was only distributed on Apple Music, and so you know what Spotify did? They said, no more Katy Perry in the Spotify. The new search. song is not going to appear. It's not search. You have to search it directly. It won't be included in any playlist. So It'll they're never demoting be. songs in Spotify. Yeah, that they're using their exclusives. audience to influence how artists make their <laughs> Oh, man, that is, is like savage. Music Industry 101. So... 
the I have to say one thing. Music was really fun until exclusives happened. Can we just go back to CDs, please? Like, CDs were cool, man. Uh, you could get a CD regardless of whatever. Now we have this thing where Spotify has an exclusive on M83, and then I want to listen to Carly Rae Jefferson, and it's only on Apple Music, and then I want to listen to Beyonce, and it's only on Tidal. What do the... Like, what the shit do they think is going to happen? Everybody's going to hey, give up. this is crazy... And I just met you, but here's my number. So Title call me, me maybe. maybe. <laughs> it's 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 shocking. I assume that they realize it's pushing people to piracy, but they don't give a damn. It's absolutely they're unbelievable. Not, I'm not going not to sign smart. up to Title. They're not very good at this stuff. Remember DRM? Yeah. Well, I recommended a book a few weeks ago called How Music Got Free. Fantastic book. It's basically along these lines, like. CDs were such a rock that they leaked online because it was easy to get them and people just pirated because it was easier and like digital existed but they ignored selling direct because they figured like CDs were easier than getting mp3s seriously like the music industry is backwards I'm sorry if you're listening from the music industry please fix your shit <laughs> well they know this they know this because it's on purpose well I think all this VR stuff will fix things because so one of the things that you know about the music industry for sure, and this is why basically all artists are exhausted, right. is because they tour, 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 and then album, and then tour, 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 and all the money is made on the concerts, on the merch, t-shirts, all the physical stuff, the stuff you can't pirate. So now we get into this VR world where Shania Twain can play some country in your living room, some DRM VR content. They better get on that right now and figure it out the right way so that like it's done in a in that we will pay for it and it's not junk and it's and really it's like, easy to get yeah but they, you know what's gonna happen it's, we're gonna it's gonna be 2039 and the music industry is gonna go oh there's this vr thing we should well, like we should try to make a, concerts in people's visual album so i downloaded drupal and i can't figure <laughs> out how to install it on wordpress <laughs> I, I'm gonna put some Drupal on DigitalOcean for my VR experience. Yeah, DigitalOcean should pay us some money at this point. We really mention them every week. Let's call them. Antrello. Antrello. All should of you sponsor us. Right somebody, now? somebody from those companies, give us money. That way, I don't have to edit this thing. That'd be nice. <laughs> anyway, so look, I pay Spotify money every week. I don't care that they don't have every exclusive. But it just sucks as a consumer. I literally, like, so, okay, here's the thing. Stranger Things has a fantastic soundtrack. I don't know if you care about TV shows. Anyway, I yes, like soundtracks. You, you know that I don't care about yeah, TV I know shows. You but anyway, I like soundtracks a lot. So Stranger Things has a soundtrack. It's Apple Music exclusive. So I torrented it and loaded it into Spotify's local library. You are going to jail, sir. Shit. Is a podcast a mission of guilt? No. Because you can just say, well... I, don't, I, I think I was really under the it. gun right now, like somebody's holding me hostage. Anyway. No, I think, I think it didn't actually download, and, and yeah, it was Yeah, it did not complete. Uh, I was downloading Ubuntu ISO, as I recall. No, yeah, I was confused. Anyway, so, so but, but what I'm saying is it really sucks, because I would prefer to give money towards these things. Like, But it, it's the same as region-locked Netflix. It's just a real shame. I want to pay, but I can't because I live in the Netherlands and things are dumb here. <laughs> so, 
we still don't have Amazon in the Netherlands. It kills me. But yeah, it's, it's just dumb. If you want to listen to something, it should just be on everything and they should compete on features. Spotify Discover Weekly, phenomenal. But it's not enough. Not uh, enough. Anyway, read how music got free. I so, was enjoying your uh, rant there. That was a, that that was was a really good rant. rant. I was just sitting, listening to you smiling. I've gotten through half a wine. It's time to, it's time to finish. <laughs> well, it can be time to finish. I'm going to give a book recommendation this week. Oh, please do. Um, I, I can't remember. Oh, shit. We need to start writing down the books that we recommend because, yeah, but I don't think that I have recommended this one. The book is called The Reason I Jump. You have not recommended uh, that. Who was it by? Yeah. It is by, um, it's, uh, it's a Japanese name, so I'm just not going to bother butching it. So I'll, I'll put it, it in the show notes. Yeah. Nothing to do with technology, nothing to do with anything. Very What's it short. About? Give just, us a quick like it is about us it is written by a sixteen year old, fully deeply autistic uh Japanese boy. Wow. Um Amazing. Who, cannot, who cannot speak or communicate, yet wrote this book and did so via well, they explained the whole means as to how it came about, which is in and of itself just mind blowing. Um, and it explains what it's like for him. Really? Yeah. It's like super, it's like this really deep dive into the mind. I'm always exploring my dyslexia and like what it means for me. And so I always get very, very fascinated with neurodiversity and the way that our minds are mapped and the way that we are able to form thoughts and how information is stored and all these things. And so I, um, Actually, my friend Christina said, you should read this book, The Reason I Jump. It's about this autistic kid who's stuck in his head and like trapped in there. Um, but but the I myself actually felt like I could really relate to a lot of what he said. Which Really? I mean, wow. I think, well, I think For I like, probably have some weird like spacey autism stuff as well. But and not like, I mean, you know, I'm obviously perfectly, you know, functional and, and I, you know, the Very CEO functional, of a but, dope company, but uh, yeah, like in Bill Digital, yeah, yeah, and I was like, not not unable to do things, but definitely yeah. feel like the way that I see things and think about things are a little more not like what other people are is really? going on. Really interesting. Heads. Okay, yeah, Great. I actually wrote a I actually wrote a blog post about it called "My Broken Mind" on Medium. You can read it if you want. And anyway, so. The reason that it was interesting to me was because when he described his senses and the way that he, why he does the things that he does, yeah, I was just like, wow, I can totally empathize. Like, wow. I definitely understand. So, yeah. Anyway, and I think you would be able to also. So, I think it's a, it's interesting. It's, the thing about neuro neurodiversity is that. So, I, I discovered recently that some people can't actually draw things in their mind. What really? So, yeah, yeah, they literally can't do it. So if you say um, a sunny beach, yeah, I can like draw a picture in my head like, of a sunny wow, beach, a beach and the, and sun the waves, and I can see the sun. It's a little bit warm on my face, it's and I can right smell now. the. Yeah, exactly. Some people just are like, I don't. I actually don't know what happens for there, those people because no I'm not sun. that. Yeah. No, I guess. And like I can draw it so vividly, I can like manipulate. Yeah, like right them now, I'm imagining being on a beach. Yeah. But anyway, so some people can't do that. And that's like, so that's the really fascinating part about neurodiversity is that we really do think that we are, you know, men and women and like, you know, penises and ovaries and boobs and 
poop and like like just we're fundamentally built of the same primitives yeah and like i guess we are fundamentally built of the same primitives but the abstraction is like is is vastly different I think, from all of us so i need to read I mean, this everything, book. everything's a spectrum right so yeah anyway anyway that's it. that was a, a long thing but yeah the reason i jump I, i'm sure you'll put it in the show notes really really beautiful read highly recommend it. fantastic so thanks owen Wonderful wait, podcast. Wait, 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 wait. It was a wonderful podcast. We're not quite done, John. Oh. We have three things on the agenda. Number one, we have a meetup in New York. You should come. There's some people coming. Come. There are I'm some just going to say it every if, week until it happens because I think it's cool that we're actually hanging out in person if on September 18th. If you are not of legal drinking age, you can still come. It is basically just a coffee shop that serves beer, so don't worry. Exactly. Um, still come. Um, Number two. Judge Slack has a lot of people, and I'm very surprised. <laughs> I'm going to say hi to them right now. It's a really, really cool Slack. You should come and hang out with us. Eventually, we're going to stop having open invites, by the way, because I think it's kind of like a cool thing to have it exclusive. Anyway, you should come and hang out. It's a really good time. I'm surprised. Also, number three, I completely forgot. Oh, it's related to reviews. You should leave us a review if you like this, or if you hate it. I don't mind. But you can leave a review on iTunes. It would be awesome. We're going to be switching to SoundCloud too, where you can comment. Oh my God. I say this that conversation week. in the Charge Tech podcast Slack is hilarious. What? Sam- Samuel goes, How complicated is it to hit record? It's what's what's the worst thing that happens? You record too much and then you have to cut the beginning off. Wow. And Nicholas Let says, Let me tell you. Sam, Sam is sh- throwing shade. Uh, and Nicholas says, not complicated to hit record just difficult not to forget <laughs> oh it's so true you know like, so i think true. we've done this a bunch of times like it's oh, so not many. we're like we're like pros at forgetting we're really good at a lot of things but very bad at podcasting but here we are anyway to be great podcast the second time around <laughs> yeah. thanks for listening thanks for hanging out we'll see you next week bye